Hi, my name is Sam Blezard. Welcome to Comms from the Shed. The interview show where you get to hear from a range of diverse and interesting voices. In this series, we'll be taking an informal look at life, talking to people who've been doing incredible things, and asking them about their hopes for the future in both their personal and professional lives. Hope you enjoy it. Just recently, I went to meet Mustafa Tumburi, who's the bar manager at 45 German Street. We went behind the scenes to talk to him about cocktails, about managing a bar in a busy central London location, and about his personal life, where he grew up and the kind of formative experiences he had before joining Fortnum and Mason. Come with us as we talk to him behind the scenes. So... What was it you just made me there? So this is a number 55. Mm-hmm. So all of our Rickies are given a number instead of a name. Okay. And the number corresponds to something to do with the drink. So the number 55, if ordered with alcohol, is served with a shot of cachaça, uh, which is a, a variant of rum made in Brazil. And 55 is the country code for Brazil. Try, try a little drop of that on the back of your hand and see, so you can see how sharp it it's actually is. It's going to burn my hand. Yeah, no, you'll be fine. Zingy, right? Yeah, pretty zingy. Wakes you up. Let's start with your Fortnum's history. When did you join? What jobs have you done here? And your, your job now, basically. So I joined, I'm just thinking, I think I, I joined in the uh, winter of 2016. Yeah. Yep. So I've been with, the co- been, been with the company in six years. Mm-hmm. I started as a bartender, and then uh, when our head bartender moved to a floor position, I took the bar- head bartender role. Okay. And then when our bar manager left to um, work on the project in Hong Kong, I took on the position of bar manager. And so tell me how the responsibilities vary from you know bartender to head bartender to okay. bar. What, what's the what's the difference? Would you so, say? So uh, when you're bartender, you have to. You have to, you know, make sure the limes are cut just right. <laughs> Otherwise, the head bartender will have something to say. Um, so, so yeah, a bartender, it's, it's, you know, it's opening duties or closing duties yeah. and, and service. Also, learning how to do all the prep that's, that goes into making all our wonderful ingredients. There's a lot to learn. I think yeah. there are about 50, 60 different homemade ingredients just to do our menu. Um, so it's quite a lot to learn. Yeah. And once you become the head bartender, you, you're, it's, your job, it's your job to kind of support the bar manager and you start doing ordering. Right, I see what you mean. You're yeah. responsible yeah, yeah, for yeah, giving yeah, the bar yeah, exactly. to, And once yeah. you get to bar manager, you're kind of responsible for everything behind the bar. Part so responsible for the success of the bar, maybe? I think so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you have to, you know, lead a team and inspire them and motivate them. One of, one of my favorite things about 45 is that we're very, very um, kind of egalitarian when it comes to menu development. So everyone has a go. That, and that, it doesn't matter if you're a junior bartender, you're, you're, you're a senior bartender who's been with us for two years, or if you're a bar manager, everybody has a go at making a drink. So, so kind of everybody yeah. passes through the system. Kind of and what, what I kind of do uh, as bar manager, when the guys are developing drinks, 
um, take their idea and guide them and try and elevate it and, and you know, say, oh, that's good. Have you tried pairing it with that? Or why don't you take this and make it into a foam? So yeah, that's, we, usually, that's usually my stock response. So the inevitable next question, have we got a drink that's unique to 45? Yeah, we've got a few. Costas, can I have a cocktail menu? We can oh, yeah. talk about the drinks that are unique. This, 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 is, a, this is a good thing. To Do you have a cocktail menu there? Uh, yep. So there's one drink I think I want to highlight here. Yep. Um, so with the last menu brief, we were we were big on uh, we we're big on reusing, yeah. you know, as, as part of our drive for sustainability. Mm-hmm. So what we want to do is try and figure out a way to just squeeze that last drop out of an ingredient. Mm-hmm. And a good example of that is the the thicket, which is this one right here. Yeah. So this is a cocktail originally developed for field that we've okay. started doing at forty five as well. So one of our ingredients is raspberry cordial, and it shows up everywhere. It shows up in ice cream floats, it shows up in the ampersand, which is one of our signature drinks, mm-hmm. and it shows up in our signature Negroni as well. And when we make that, we, uh, we throw away a lot of raspberry seed pulp. So this is sweetened uh, raspberry pulp. Mm-hmm. That goes straight to food waste. So we, we thought to ourselves, how can we like, how can we, you know, Use it again. Get get some more love out of it before we before we commit it to the bin. So, whenever we make a batch of raspberry cordial, we split we split the pulp, and half of it goes into a big vat with loads of rum, and we make a raspberry seed rum. Costas, can we try a little bit of the raspberry rum that goes into the thicket? Look at that beautiful colour, just from just from dry, some dried raspberry pulp. Can we have a couple of glasses to try this one. Sure. Thank you. The rest of the pulp uh, is spread out uh, onto into silicone and then dehydrated and what we're left with is a wonderful uh, raspberry shard that's kind of crunchy and sweet and it still has some of the sharpness from the berries uh, and we pair that with amaretto, Peychaud's bitters and uh, Fortnum's rosé sparkling tea. But a lot, I mean, a lot of a lot of cocktails, um, a lot of cocktails like signature cocktails on menus are riffs on classic cocktails. Yes. But and a few of these are, but there are some that I think are so far removed from a classic that you can't, you couldn't really call them a twist on a classic. Yeah. And that, that's one of them. And how many do you know, kind of, in terms of numbers of drinks? How many numbers of drinks of different combinations do you think so, a bartender um, needs to be aware of? So I. According to Gary Reagan, I think it was something like 150 classics and then about 50 or so what he called regionals. Yeah. So these are drinks like if you, if you worked in, in like New England, you should probably know how to make a Caesar because, you know, everyone has clam chowder. Um, but actually, I've whittled it down to 100, like a, a tight edit of 100 classic cocktails. And we have a, we have a classic cocktail uh, Bible behind the bar. Um, so yeah, I have, my, I have my classic cocktail bible with a hundred classics there. Yeah. Add to that, at the moment the menu I think is sitting somewhere about 27 cocktails. Right. It was as many as 40 at one point, mm-hmm. and that was a bit overwhelming. So we, we whittled it down to like the good stuff. Yeah. So yeah, about 130 drinks. Mm. It's quite a lot, isn't it? Luckily, and here's a little secret. Um, a lot of classic cocktails are just the same drink with one ingredient swapped out. So if you know how to make a boulevard, sorry, if you know how to make a Negroni, all you have to do is swap out the gin for bourbon and you have a boulevardier. Yeah. So it's about kind of potentially tweaking one ingredient each yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. You take the gin out of a Negroni and you 
swap it for Prosecco, you have a Negroni Spagliato. You swap out that Prosecco for soda, you have a, an Americano. So, you know, it's, it's, that, yeah, that's, yeah, how, that's yeah. how I like to remember, you know. You remember one drink and you remember so the five. The, the, bar, the bar itself, because I mentioned to you earlier that not, not everybody knows that 45 German Street exists, not everybody knows that 45 German Street is a Fortnum's uh, bar and restaurant. I mean, are there any other things that people might not know about 45 German Street? Anything unique about the bar? Any features? Or? Uh, well, probably what I mentioned, the soda fountains. Mm. So, before 45 German Street was 45 German Street, it was known as the fountain. Right. I think I've heard, I think yeah. I've heard that's been referred to. So it was quite old-fashioned, where you got your Knickerbocker glory okay. and, your, and your... Like a 50s style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like, like you know, almost... Americana. Type. Yeah, yeah. And... Um, don't quote me on this, but the soda fountains that were at the fountain were one of the first in London to be right. restored. So it's a very, very kind of unique thing that we're Quite very retro. privileged to have. It's yeah. very retro, yeah. And they look beautiful. They're, they're custom made. They come, they come over from the States. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're awesome. Excellent. Yeah. And, so and what, what are they, what, what, where do they see their... Where are they kind of most used? What, what drinks do they tend to be most so used on? They, supposed to be used for Ricky's mm-hmm. and our ice cream floats and that's that's another thing actually that's probably unique to 45 are our ice cream floats yeah so not many people know this but I am the son of an ice cream vendor an ice cream man yes actually, my, 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 my mother does it too so ice cream ice cream family let's call it that right and I remember my dad saying to me hey Musti do you want to take over the family business yeah and I said not on your life I will never scoop another scoop of ice cream ever again <laughs> flash forward to 2017 and I'm, I'm, I'm back behind this bar scooping, scooping like scooping. a good one. Yeah. yeah 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 yeah. like I've always done it it's funny how things t- it's funny how things turn blood? out yeah I can't yeah. I can't get every time I try and get away they they pull me back in I, on that note as well my, my grandparents owned uh, a diner right. when I was a kid like an old very old fashioned by today's standards yeah. you know and there were ice cream floats on their menu as well and it was and something this is in London this was, they, they had a place in London, they had a place in Suffolk as well. Right. And their, their ice cream float was as simple as a big glass of Coca-Cola with a scoop of vanilla in, which yeah. is, you know, that, that has a name. Brown Cow, I think it's called. We actually have a riff of that. Had a riff of that on, the, on an old menu. So yeah. what we've done is, is taken that concept and spiked them with, uh, with booze. Mm-hmm. So, but my, my favorite is the Kentucky Morning. I'll talk you through that. We have two scoops of cornflake flavored ice cream. So that's 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 like cre- you know the creme's been yeah infused with cornflake. So it's got this buttery kind of delicious sweet goodness to it, like like you know cornflake milk that's been sat out for a long time. Yeah. Uh, and we pour over that some soda water, some bourbon, and then finally my favorite ingredient, a Bernoisette syrup. So we clarify, you know, we make burn that we burn some butter, so it mm-hmm. stinks out the whole kitchen. But it's a wonderful smell, it's like hazelnuts, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's really, it's really lovely. And then we add uh, rich sugar syrup to that, combine it, and then strain and bottle it. And the end result is, is outstanding. These very specific drinks that you're talking about, I mean, yeah. how, how often 
to someone that kind of ordered those? Is it, is it quite rare that certain drinks are ordered? So when, when sort of 9, 10 p.m. rolls around, it's, it's you know, float time. And what would you, what's where you point that? What would you say is the most common, commonly sort of ordered drink or drinks? What, what, okay. what do you say the most so, of? So because of our clientele, we're, we're big on, I think we have a, we lean more towards our classics, old school classics. Lovely, so, yeah. so I'd probably go somewhere like, Without even looking at a sales mix or, or an end-of-day report, I could probably tell you it's going to be Negronis, yeah. gin and vodka martinis, yeah. old-fashioned, and Cosmos, yeah, Cosmos too. I think that's where we can really flex is with, with our signature menu. Mm. But those, those top 10 classics that I, I just mentioned, I want all, all of my team to be able to execute those exactly the same. Because as Nola said, consistency, I think, is the highest kind of indicator of quality and do, you, do you think that's what like, just to, to your point is that what the customers kind of expect you think they expect a really consistent yeah. they should you know a bit of theatre maybe because I, yeah, I, mean, no, I, I, mean, I haven't been for dinner but I've heard people talk about you know yeah. the way the beef wellington served and the experience so we, we try and extend a little bit of that kind of theatre to um, to uh, to the bar as well because the, because there's obviously a lot of um there's a lot of creativity and kind of imagination goes into the different ideas and the combination of drinks. How do you keep up to date with the drinks industry? Where do you get your ideas from and what sort of things do you tune into? To, uh, to I like to, to uh, just, so I, I stay away from social media. I, I live on one of those low, inf- I, I like the low information diet. But what, what I do instead is I ask my team to constantly be on the lookout. So Matt, my head bartender, he's like, he like lives on the grams, scrolling away, and shows and shows me cool stuff. And it, I mean that's a good good way to work. If you know someone who likes to do that sort of thing, yeah, and you're too busy doing other stuff, Definitely. just outsource. If I, if I could pick one, if I could pick one publication that I, I love, just for its, uh, just for its bits on, on, on the industry, it's probably Punch Drink. Right. Punch, Punch drink. drink. Punch Drink is really cool. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, nice. seats you and I are currently sitting in. Yeah, so tell me like these, these are my two favourite seats. But I like to think that if you come here to eat and yeah. sit on 56 and 57 or even 55, you're not just getting dinner, you're getting dinner and a show. show. Yeah. 56 yeah. and 57, yeah. notice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, those are like the... So you can eat at the bar as yeah, well? Oh, yeah. That's, that's right. nothing. We do offer like the full menu oh, offer really? at the bar. Oh, that's nice though. Which is, can be tough. It can be tough. If, if you're only ever used to just serving drinks at the bar, it can be a bit of a, a bit of an adjustment. So t- let's tell me, uh, while, while we've still got time, tell me about your personal history then. So where were you born? Where did you grow up? Where did you go to school? Okay. All right. Okay. I was born in, in Dagenham, which is zone five, out, out, in, out, in, in, the, in, the yeah, out yeah. in the sticks. I went to the same school as uh, the Archbishop of Canterbury and Dudley Moore bit of a weird weird education so I, I went to university and studied music by the way we're all musicians did you play an instrument oh that's good it's the piano there you go yeah I'm a musician too I play, gu- I play guitar got a, two bassists we had a drummer oh, Patrick used to play saxophone but I decided you know I, I was a kind of night owl I like staying up late so oh. I, I got a job in like a, a nightclub my, my student union nightclub that was my first, okay. ever, first ever bar I, went. Where, 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 uh, where did you I went, went to UH University of Hertfordshire. Right. Yeah, 
just a fun, fun town. Hat, yeah. Hatfield, the town it's in, is, is like horrible. It's, yeah. it's like another Dagman. But you had fun. You had I had, fun a, I had a great time. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so after that, um, I ended up living in Cambridge instead of London. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm from from like closer to London than I am Cambridge. Yeah. And got a job in a bar called Twelve A, owned owned by a. Um, uh, an Italian family who owned it, like one of the kind of only independent Italian restaurants in Cambridge. It was a um, kind of carbon copy clone of Milk and Honey. Yeah, uh, and a very cool place to kind of cut my teeth and learn learn my learn my skills and stuff. Um, very very kind of um, very cool bar. Open till four a.m. It's where I met all the right wrong people in Cambridge. It's where I met my wife. <laughs> it's where. I'm, <laughs> Uh, so after after about a year there, I I, I said my, my wife was uh, going to study in London, so I decided to tag along as well. Yeah. But we weren't married yet. Um, so I first worked for the Bourne and Hollingsworth Group mm-hmm. for about a year uh, as a bartender. I worked at Bourne and Hollingsworth Buildings with some really cool industry characters. I worked for a man uh, a man named Dino Coletsis, who after that went on to be the um, director of bars at the Langham Hotel. Worked a bit with Jim Wrigley. He has uh, the gravelliest voice ever known known to man, and uh, and his his knowledge of spirits and the history of cocktail culture is like second to none. So after that, uh, went to work for the Breakfast Group. Mm-hmm. So Breakfast Group is owned by Eric Yu. They have uh, venues such as uh, Opium, Opium Chinatown. It's the only one that comes to mind right now. And they have a few other ones dotted around, but Opium is probably one of their, their cooler yeah. venues. So it's in the middle of uh, Gerard Street, yep. above uh, a place called Dim Sum Paradise, or yes. so, I, can't, I can't remember exactly what it is, but it's on the top floor, and it's incredibly cool. They have a couple of small little bars. They have something called a bartender's table, which is like a, the bar is the same level as the, as the guests and the bartender, so you can kind of see them see them working, and it's a good place for master classes and, and, and a very intimate experience. Um, yeah, and then after that, I kind of worked in a few dive bars, worked in a few nightclubs, just, you know. And then I, and then I found this place. Just What's joking. the most fun aspect of it? Is it working with the team? Is it serving customers? What, what are the bits about you enjoy most? Um, it's when we get a ticket for eight espresso martinis. Or sometimes, actually, the, the most we've ever had in one go is about 16. We've only got four shakers, so that's... Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. No, no, we, we managed to do it. Yeah. We managed in to one do it. go? Yeah, yeah. Nice. So what, what we did, we, we set it up like an assembly line. We were like the Henry Ford of espresso martinis. One guy racking up glasses, one guy getting the garnish, one guy filling liquids, one guy adding ice, one guy shaking. So I'm hearing that you, the, the fun part is the challenge. You like yeah. the challenge. You like to be set a challenge. When, when you can make three bartenders, like one bartender with six arms, that, that's, that's, <laughs> that's always been kind of like my, my goal. Superhero yeah, bartender. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. And we can get there. It's, it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful feeling being yeah. in being in a flow state. I yeah. guess that's probably the best way to describe yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But in order for that to happen, the vibe has to be good. Everybody has to be like, you know, in, in a good place. No, no negativity. Negativity. Yeah, yeah. The bar has to be set. So you don't have to take. It's got to be ready for success. It's got to be set. So for someone who's never come to 45 German Street, why should they come? It's everything. It's, it's the, it's the theatre of it. it. Tastes great. Mm-hmm. Um, you get, you know, you, 
you have someone there standing beside you making you a peppercorn sauce talking about what mm. goes into I've it heard, I've heard of it and, yeah. it, and it's, it's killer and, and also if, if, if before you, have, you sit down and have your Wellington come and join me on 56 well try and do it at like 6 o'clock when we're still doing a little bit of tiny little few finishing touches you know mm. straining a, straining some clarified punch or, or doing something what do you see as the future for 45 I want to continue to push the sustainability mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, it's really fun. Good storytelling. It's good storytelling. It's really fun to see what kind of what kind of crazy things we can create yeah. from things that would just go straight into the bin. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know what I mean? There's a lot of that, though, isn't there? Yeah, there is. Yeah. yeah. I was inspired by, uh, by Trash Tiki, the website Trash Tiki, which was one of the first, uh, first kind of online publications to, to really draw attention to, like, zero waste cocktail production mm. taking taking your day old almond croissants and making them into almond syrup for your coffee makes, makes sense you know yes, I mean? it? and, and actually one of one of the that brings me on to like our waste citrus vodka yeah. so in the month of November and December 2021 every single lemon that would have been juiced to make lemon juice for this bar was zested first right. and if you've ever zested like it must have been about probably about a ton of lemons yeah, a, a literal because we, we ended up with we ended up with like 20 kilos of just skin you know like just just peel imagine like lemon peel doesn't weigh anything yeah, yeah. and that went into making that run of 400 bottles of waste citrus vodka so let's see more of that as well more, more collaboration with other brands Thanks for listening to the latest episode of Comes From The Shed. Hit subscribe if you want to know when new episodes are available, or check out our Instagram page for the latest updates.